Hello and welcome back to that haunted show. I hope you're all having a great week whenever it is you actually listen to this episode. It is currently ridiculously early. I usually record in the evenings, but my cat has been an absolute nutcase, so she's actually out at the moment, thank god. So I can actually record, uh, hence why my voice sounds like absolute shit, because it's too early for me. <laughs> like I said, my cat has been wild. If you follow the Instagram, you've probably been inundated with pictures of her. She's definitely a feral cat. She's been jumping on the toilet, grooming my eyebrows while I sleep, and sleeping on my head. Yeah, the whole lot. She's been a nightmare, but I love her. Uh, I also feel really bad, though. She sits in all day on the windowsill napping, just looking out the window like she really wants to go out. But she hasn't had a vaccination yet, so we've got to keep her in. And because of COVID and everything has been backdated, so it looks like she won't be going out until after Christmas, which I feel really bad about. But of course, I don't want to risk anything, so she could be a wild house cat for now. Plus, she's got so many toys in here, it's like Toys R Us for cats, and I doubt she'll even want to go out. So recently, I did a poll on the Instagram for this week's topic, and it looks like sleep paralysis won by a huge margin. Looks like no one really wanted any other cryptid stories, so... And of course, like I said, this is a new feature on the Instagram. So if there's a topic you want to hear, either drop me a message or vote on the polls. Plus, to be honest, if you actually do ever want to get a hold of me, either the email or the Instagram is probably the best places where I'm the most active, and that is thathauntedshow at gmail.com or thathauntedshow on Instagram. And pretty much everywhere. So as always, my name's Lou, the creator of these creepy stories, and welcome back to That Haunted Show. Today's episode is on sleep paralysis, and what I want to do is do a brief breakdown of what sleep paralysis actually is. So this is what it is according to the NHS website. Sleep paralysis is when you cannot move or speak as you are waking up or falling asleep. It can be scary, but it's harmless, and most people only get it once or twice in their life. What happens during sleep paralysis is that you may feel awake but cannot move, speak or open your eyes, like someone is in your room, like something is pushing you down, frightened, and these feelings can last up to several minutes. And although these feelings only last a few minutes, it's said like it can last hours during the times you are scared and panic is taking over your body. Now the actual causes of sleep paralysis are unknown. No one quite knows why it happens, but there are some common traits of people who suffer with sleep paralysis. Those traits being insomnia, disrupted sleep patterns, PTSD, anxiety, panic disorder, or if you have a family history of sleep paralysis. And in some cases, it can be very common almost on a hereditary level. On the topic of hereditary, I hate that film, man. I remember watching it and it just freaked me out. Like, the film was not scary at all, but just the feeling watching it, it just kept you on edge like something was going to happen. So, touche for that. It was pretty good, but the actual film itself, I thought was terrible. <laughs> Not bad though, not bad. Solid, solid 4 out of 10. <laughs> also, if you listen to the show, you know how much I love the good old reliable source that is BuzzFeed. So here are some creepy facts about sleep paralysis according to them. I should probably put a disclaimer in here. Uh, this is BuzzFeed and they're full of shit, so don't take anything for fact. It feels like you've woke up dead. Can you wake up dead? Hmm. It feels like a horrible nightmare. And here's a quote by them. Actually, it's the complete opposite, Brias explains. When you enter deep REM sleep, your brain tells your body's voluntary muscles to relax and go into an almost state of paralysis, which is called atonia. Atonia actually helps protect the body from injury by preventing you from acting out physical movements in your dreams. In other parasomnia, such as sleepwalking or REM sleep, or REM sleep behavior disorder, atonia does not occur properly and the voluntary muscles move while the mind remains asleep, which is why people can sometimes do crazy things in their sleep and be totally unaware of it. 
It only ever happens when falling asleep or waking up, never in between. Sleep paralysis can cause hallucinations, you can't wake yourself up during, and it's a natural occurrence that can happen to anyone. So, there you go. I feel like I'm a teacher all over again, educating you all out there. So now when you're experiencing it, trapped inside your own head, unable to move, you'll be thinking, well damn, that genius Lou from that haunted show told me about this, so it would be a pleasant thought while the sleep paralysis demon crawls across your room. Good times. On a lighter note, here are some people's experience with sleep paralysis too, as well as one from a good friend and listener of the show. Here we go. So, this one is by a user called Hello I'm Here, and it's coming from Georgia in the States. Please approve this. I am Christian and I need help. I am a woman, by the way, in college. I've had sleep paralysis only a handful of times. They can be terrifying experiences and don't last very long. I begin speaking in tongues, something I can't even do in real life, and spirits scream and go away. Side note, what is speaking in tongues? I hear about this a lot, maybe I should look into it. However, today was completely different. I was sleeping on my side, halfway on my back, and it kept going in and out of sleep. I could feel the pressure coming. However, I ignored it because I was enjoying the dream. A person I am no longer close to was in it. Fast forward. I'm awake, but I cannot move. However, it feels like I've been drugged. I've never felt like this in my prior experiences. A naked lady and a random man came into my room. I closed my eyes and pretended to be asleep. They proceeded to take out a suitcase and the man said something about cutting my head off. He started doing it, and I felt it, but the druggy feeling muted the pain. The woman sat on the bed with her back to me. I was trying to wiggle my toes, anything I could, but I could not. I randomly asked if I could sleep with the woman. I really don't know why I asked this, but logic was it would give me some sort of feeling to sit up and end the dream. Some things occurred. <laughs> so it says some things occurred in brackets, editor deletion. So looks like some things happened and she woke up. Nice. <laughs> but it felt real enough for me to be. <laughs> oh God, it's too early for this shit. But it felt real enough for me to be able to sit up and end the dream. Good for you. I'm glad it felt real. <laughs> what was this and how did it happen? It felt so real, but these were not demons like my previous experiences. These looked like humans. We also did not start praying or speaking in tongues. Help me. Am I in danger? Well, I can't say for sure, but sounds like you had a good time. <laughs> also, yes, you definitely had some kind of sleep paralysis there. But that's pretty impressive. I hear it takes quite a lot to wake yourself up from sleep paralysis, so good on you. Good thinking. And Right, let's move on, Jesus. It's too early, man. <clears throat> I apologize about my voice again. I've been down in watering coffee and I'm just not awake yet. So this one, <laughs> oh God, on the topic of sleeping with people. This user is called Sleeping with Steve and it's coming out of Australia. I've been living in this unit I'm in for over a year. Prior to this place, I was living with my mother because I went through a divorce after a long marriage. When I first moved into this unit, I had bad dreams and couldn't sleep all the way through until morning. To start off, when it, to start off with, when I went to the bedroom, I found it cooler than the rest of the house. On the left-hand side of my bed is a huge window, and to the right is a bathroom that runs directly out of my bedroom. I kept the window shut. The first time I saw the hag, I couldn't move. I was so scared. She was short, wide, dark, and sitting at the end of my bed, pulling the quilt off me. I couldn't talk out loud. I just kept repeating, get out, get out, until my, in my head, until she had left. She didn't come every night, but when she did, I felt ill. I felt scared and unable to fight her off. 
I googled hags and saw various pictures of them. I found one that resembled the one that kept pulling my quilt. Why did these hags visit us and try and scare us, and why was she pulling my quilt? My neighbours have told me that a previous tenant died in the bathroom. He hid his head when he fell. I don't know if that's why I have these visitors at this unit or not. I have seen spirits since I was a young girl, my father and uncle, but not scary ones like this hag. I know it's real because my quilt is always at the end of my bed where the hag was when I wake up. I've read stories online where other people have had similar experiences, and I know I'm not alone. I started Rook's cleansing ritual today, and I feel confident it will get rid of my unwanted visitors. Thanks for reading. No feedback required on this post. I just thought some members might be interested in my other experiences I've been through besides Stephen. Well, besides sleeping with Stephen, uh, see what I did there. So, interesting story. It's a really weird one. I don't know why this hack would just be taking your covers. It, the fact that you're dreaming this or having this sleep paralysis episode and your cover's always on the floor, it's quite a coincidence, actually. Where you think you kind of you usually get the visual hallucinations and stuff like that when you're actually having a sleep paralysis episode. But to actually have your covers over there, I mean, usually with sleep paralysis, like you can't move, but could it be you kind of maybe panicked? I, I, I don't know, maybe kick the covers down there. Either way, I don't know. Unless you set up a camera, that's what I'd suggest. Try and record, see if you're doing it voluntary. Or if the covers are actually moving, because that sounds that does sound terrifying. And if you do, Jesus, I want to see that. I expect to see it on YouTube. <laughs> right, next story. Here we go. We are. This is by Annie Sixteen in South Africa. Nice. I don't think we've actually got any listeners in South Africa. Actually, tell a lie. I think we have one. In like, actually, I'm not even sure. Like, in the whole of Africa, I think we have one listener, which is which is pretty good going. I mean, we've reached every continent now, so that's nice. I'm glad at least one person listens to it over there, which I've read some stories and some really scary stuff happens over there. Like, you think you only hear stories from, as typical as it is, like Europe, the UK, USA, Canada... That's where all these stories tend to come out from, but there's places around the world, like I've said this so many times, like the Middle East, like Africa, so many places which are just have steeped in so much history that predates us by God knows how long. So if anyone has any right to be haunted, it's definitely going to be them because just the history precedes us by so long, like thousands of years. So here we go. This has been so weird and I can't really explain it. Things have been a little tense at home this week, and a lot has been going on in terms of really bad things that happen to very special people in my life. Last night, I went to bed alone and was awoken by someone shaking my foot. I was sleeping on my stomach. I woke immediately, thinking there was an intruder in the house. My natural instinct was to make as if I am sleeping, and again, someone shook my foot as if trying to wake me gently. I wanted to scream for my husband, but thought this would be a dangerous move. The next moment, someone lay down half on top of me. It was as if there wasn't enough space next to me, so they lay half on top of me, flinging their arm across me, but causing me to expel my breath with an audible groan. With the weight on top of me, I started to feel terribly claustrophobic and really struggled to get out from under it. The moment I was free, I sat up and looked around. There was nobody there. I also noticed that my husband had come to bed and was sleeping soundly. I stood up, checked the house, went to the bathroom and back to bed. 
I feel that this entity was there to comfort me and in no way intended to harm me. Besides my fear, I thought it was an intruder. I was calm, but I have no idea of what this was. I must also mention that I had awoken from a bad dream about my sisters being injured in hospital. Whether this caused the visitation, I have no idea. I live in South Africa, and the burglary and murder is an everyday occurrence, thus my initial reaction that this may be an intruder. If anyone can help me understand this, I would be extremely grateful. Also, interesting note, she actually attached some pictures, which I'm going to have a look at right now. So yeah, these pictures on her, the heel of her foot, there is some almost finger-like bruises and indents. Interesting. As for... Uh, as for any help or understanding, I don't know what to say. It's, it seems like a common occurrence now. I can't write this on off or not, but you've got the whole kind of paradox of the covers being this fortress of protection and all that. You have a foot out the covers, that's when the demons are going to grab you. But what is the cover going to do, right? Why, like, as a child, you have this dream. You don't want an arm or leg off the bed. I mean, I still do it now. Like, Jesus Christ, I don't want those demons getting me. But you have that fear that something's going to grab you. Whether it was just some kind of hallucination, I don't know. Uh, you, you didn't see anything, you just felt the presence. And you felt it lying half on top of you, which goes with sleep paralysis, feeling that weight on your chest. But for the actual bruises, that's unexplained. That could be something you've done in the day, I don't know, personally. But it's interesting, nevertheless, that you felt and had those bruises where you felt being grabbed, so interesting story and uh, let me look through the comments if she's replied or posted again oh yeah she has uh she replied to another comment uh felt as if i needed to be awake for some reason and it almost wanted me to know it was there uh the sensitive was really heavy my encounters are usually very far apart someone did suggest it might be that my home is haunted but i don't think so as this only ever happens when i'm asleep so in this case i would have felt Okay, so yeah, it only happens when she's asleep, so I definitely, I wouldn't say the house is haunted. Like she said, she seems quite, quite on the ball, willing to accept the house is not haunted, and it could just be her having a bout of sleep paralysis, because who knows, no one really understands sleep paralysis, and a lot of stuff can happen. It's a really scary phenomenon, and I'm personally really glad I don't have a touch wood, because that sounds terrible. This one is coming out of the Philippines by a user named Hermit. I suffered from sleep paralysis when I was still in college. In my dream, I would be seeing a white lady with no face approaching me in a zigzag motion. It scared the hell out of me since I'm completely aware that I was dreaming but couldn't move my body or open my eyes. When she's almost a few steps away from me, I gathered all my strength and tried to jerk my right foot. And after that, I'm completely awake but so exhausted as if I'd just finished running a marathon. After that nightmare, I've researched about it and what it says on the net. Sleep paralysis can really happen when you're stressed or too tired. True enough, those are my days and when I'm finishing my feasible study subject. I barely had enough sleep and rest at all. I just concluded that it was due to my stress condition so I didn't make a fuss about it and I didn't even bother to tell anyone. I just made sure that I always pray before going to sleep no matter how tired I am. I didn't have sleep paralysis since that night. I thought it would be my first and last but recently it almost happened again. One stormy night I'm having a hard time sleeping because my cousin who's sleeping on the phone beside my bed keeps budging me because of a stomachache, so I told him just to sleep. His stomach gets upset whenever he drinks coffee. Word that. Same here. <laughs> but I'm drinking it anyway. Oh shit. 
because we both have to wake up early. After a few twists and turns in my bed finding the comfiest sleeping position, I already fell asleep and dreaming about random stuff like going on a vacation with my friends until my very nice dreams were interrupted by this unknown creature. It was so sudden like you're watching your favourite show and then someone changes the channel to a horror movie. In this nightmare, a human-like creature was on top of me. On top of me again. So this goes with the whole sleep paralysis being on your chest. It's, it's a common trait here. And before I finish the story, I'm definitely going to say that's another sleep paralysis episode. You've either, you get it when you're waking up or just going to sleep. You either doing both because your cousin's budging you. So it really does line up with sleep paralysis. But I'll carry on the story. This human-like creature was on top of me. The skin of this creature was greyish with a hint of green. I can't clearly see the face, but it has it has long, curly, wet hair and big elf ears. It was like it was just like the small body of a five-year-old, but with long, thin limbs. The creature pinched my left cheek. It didn't really hurt, and I actually felt annoyed. And then suddenly, it grabbed my left arm while resting on top of my chest, and at that moment, I already freaked out. I forcefully swayed my arms and shouted no. Then it was gone, and I woke up. After waking up, I can still feel the pinch on my cheek and the grab on my arm. I'm not really scared since I was thinking about this might just be another series of my sleep paralysis, so I prayed and went back to sleep. When I was about to leave my room that morning, my cousin told me that he had just slept around 4am. I asked him if he heard me shouting and he said yes. He was completely awake, still suffering from his stomachache while I'm having this nightmare. He told me that he was shocked hearing me, and when he was about to check on me, he saw a moving shadow from our window that quickly disappeared. Our window is covered with metal bars and screens, and no one can enter the room via our window. I said it's quite impossible since our room is on the second floor. No chance that someone can pass by on window level. But he insisted he saw it clearly. He even described that the shadow movement was like being caught and escaping as quickly as possible. Upon hearing about it, I told him what I saw in my dream. We both think that the shadow and my dream was somehow connected. It's an interesting thought. Like, I'm just kind of visualising. Well, actually, I can't visualise in my head. Turns out, I can't visualise things. I was listening to a podcast episode. And they were explaining about, uh, I believe, the phenomenon is called aphantasia. Which is when you can't visualise in your head. So, try now. Close your eyes and think of, a, think of an apple. Can you see the apple in your mind's eye? Like, what's it doing? Can you see an outline? Is it like the most perfect apple? Is it spinning? It's interesting. I can't see anything myself. I'm completely mind's eye blind, which is really annoying. Uh, Yeah, I literally can't visualize things. Even when I had uh, the logo created for this show, uh, the the woman I was working with was amazing. um, But, and suggesting all these things, but I just had no idea. I can't visualize it, so I left it all in her care, and I'm glad I did because it turned out amazing. And I use it pretty much everywhere. <laughs> and I think the the actual logo has like something like 400 likes, which is like my most liked picture ever. So, thanks again, you did great. I'm imagining like the shadow kind of leaving a head, like it kind of, when like someone's possessed and supernatural, and like zooms in their mouth or something, or something along those lines. I'm like imagining that. She kind of become aware and expelled this demon then. He kind of ran out of the room and yeah. I don't know, ran out of the room, disappeared out of the room, like you know what I'm saying, it's supernatural you got kinda of like that black smoke. I don't know why I'm talking about supernatural so much. <laughs> it's just the first thing that comes to mind. When they would kind of like disappear when they're possessed. Just kind of coming out of her head and disappearing, and that was what the cousin actually witnessed, which is an interesting form. I kinda of like it. Bit scary, not gonna lie. 
This one is in the Netherlands, right, here we go, uh, by a user named Azopardi. Throughout the years, I've had many encounters with spirits. Some of them were just greeting me and others were helping me in small or big things in my life. However, this story is not about these friendly experiences because I'm looking for your opinion or something that could really help me. Before I begin, I know that the first thing that comes to mind will be that I experience sleep paralysis. But I know what sleep paralysis is. I'm not afraid of it because I know what's happening and I know how to force myself to wake up. It's a been there, done that kind of thing. So a few months ago, I woke up and noticed an energy trying to get into my chest. There was no real, vis- there was no real visual or feeling to this energy. But if I do need to explain the sensation, it felt and looked as if you were to take a piece of paper and just scratch, scratch, scratch with a pencil all across the paper. Sorry, my my arm just collapsed. <laughs> One sec. Uh, these pencil lines were as daggers and swords trying to penetrate my armor. I remember having a certain kind of oh hell no mentality and I immediately fought back. I was fighting so hard. I felt as if I had to use all my energy to win this. Luckily, I won. I was in shock of how hard it had been to fight this and I felt completely drained. Never before had I an attack like this and never. Two or three months later, I woke up and noticed the same thing happening again. But this time, it felt as if it pierced through my armor and was in the middle of doing whatever it was doing. I tried to fight back, but I noticed that it wasn't working. I wasn't strong enough. I do not label myself as a Christian, but I do believe in God. And because I have had so many experiences with the paranormal, my love for a God or a higher power has grown. I have faith in God and his workers slash angels, whatever you may call it. I genuinely feel love. So because of my faith, I asked God to help me. I couldn't do it on my own. Nothing happened and I was so impatient, so I quickly and desperately asked God, help me please. And I got an answer. It stopped. The energy was gone and I thanked God. Over the past few months, nothing has happened. I would like to know if anyone has experienced the same thing or if there is someone out there who knows what happened to me. Thank you for reading. Well, thank you for sharing. It's a very interesting story and you see this quite a lot. Where people asking God or a higher power and whatever kind of spirituality or whatever you believe in, what is the strongest and resonates with you the most, use that. Because that's what the most of your power and energy is going into. You could label yourself as a Christian, but if you don't agree with it completely and practice that all the time, it doesn't mean shit to you. Like, (laughs) me, religion, I was brought up in a Catholic family, and I'm not Catholic at all. But you want to kind of take bits. Like, if you don't agree with something, take bits from somewhere else. Make a belief system of your own. Something that you strongly believe in because that's that's the good stuff that's when you really start to feel these things and that's when it's at its strongest when you actually believe it yourself and put all your energy wholeheartedly into it so this one is coming out of alabama and it's oh god <laughs> oh no i i'm sorry i read the username wrong i thought it said beautiful alabama sister and i was about to start playing sweet home alabama but no it's actually beautiful alabama disaster but it's all one word and no spaces and it looks like sister Honestly, type it out one day. <laughs> Jesus Christ, here we go. It's going to be a long one. <laughs> God. I've always been a believer of the supernatural, and I always enjoyed watching shows about people who have had experiences somehow. I never had anything like this happen to me personally that I could say without a doubt was supernatural. On my way to work one day, I was listening to a radio show about apps you can get on your phone to track a ghost. Much like the EVP stuff you see on these ghost hunting shows. I downloaded a couple of different ones just for fun to see how it worked and how fake they probably were. I mean like computer generated stuff to jump out and scare you. 
corny stuff. Anyway, I played around with a few and sat on my phone at work for a bit. But after it got dark, I noticed I was alone in the office and I chickened out. Lol. I hate people who type lol in a story. Shit. <laughs> I never saw anything or got any so-called proof. By the way, I worked the night shift so I sleep during the day. Well, after I got home, I pretty much didn't do anything else but think about it. I did my usual routine, ate, watched TV, and went to sleep. Sounds like me every day. Damn. A little while later, I thought I was having a dream, and I opened my eyes to a dark figure on top of me. It was leaning over me, choking me, saying that I could fight all I want, but I can't stop it. It said I'm too powerful now. I remember thinking that my roommate was the next room, so if I could just somehow make a noise loud enough for him to hear, they would come and check on me and hopefully scare off this thing. I was unable to speak because of the grip getting tighter and tighter. I could feel the overwhelming sense of terror I'd ne never experienced before. I tried grabbing the pillow beside me to use it to push the thing off the table in the hopes that someone could hear it, but I, but I could not get a good grip on it. I tried to scream or yell out my roommate's name, but I could barely get a sound out. I heard someone walking down the hall to the bathroom that is right outside my door, and the dark shadow turned towards the door which loosened its grip on my throat long enough for me to scream as loud as I possibly could scream. Just as I did that, the figure vanished and my roommate came running in to see what was going on. I was shaking so loud and crying hysterically, trying to tell my roommate what had just happened and I could barely get any words out. I was so scared this thing would come back. I slept on the couch for a week. I've tried looking up information about this thing, but most articles say it's, that it's just sleep paralysis, but I don't agree. I'm not sure what it was, but I've never had anything like that happen to me before. I'm not sure if I'm somehow opened up some portal with the, one of those apps or those are just a coincidence. Since that happened, I can't shake this uneasy feeling that never goes away. I've had this really bad feeling and I don't know why. Even when things are good, maybe it's just my overactive imagination. Thanks for giving me a place to tell my story where people don't think I'm crazy. Well, I'm glad you found a place to tell your story, but I can tell you this. Uh, these apps, they're completely fictitious, right? absolute just absolute crap they don't work um they're made to scare you and tease you and build up all this hysteria but that's the thing although they don't work if you're believing they're working they're working so it could very well be a coincidence or it could very well be you've opened up something and maybe you're it's attached to you or your imagination somehow because like I said prior to the story, the amount you believe in something is the amount, is how strong it's going to be. So if you're using these apps and believing they're working, then of course you're going to have experiences with them. Which, unfortunately sounds horrifying, but that's just how it works. Um, I'll definitely try and do some kind of cleansing, maybe sage your room. I've heard sage constantly everywhere, I've spoke to people about saging. And apparently it works, it's really good. And it's really good for you as well, so it's a win-win for everyone. So I'll probably try saging, delete those apps, and yeah, delete those apps. Try and get on with your life. And if it's still occurring after the saging and deletion of those apps, maybe there is something attached to you. But it does all sound like sleep paralysis to me, and sleep paralysis is a very common thing. And even in these just few stories I've found... Um, you're all kind of experiencing the same thing. There needs to be like some kind of sleep paralysis group. So you could all tell in your stories and your own experiences about these kind of things because it seems it might kind of open your eyes that, yeah, this is a common thing and people experience the same thing. It, it's quite a common thing. But we have one more story. Like I said, 
is a good friend of mine and listener of the show. And if you want to follow her on Instagram, I definitely recommend it. She posts some awesome stuff. Her name is Andrea underscore Caramano. Caramano? Shit. And I definitely recommend following her. But her story is... Sorry, I'm just trying to open this up on my phone. Right, this is the story. Basically... I was asleep. I was dreaming that I was walking in the dark towards a big tree, and there was a pit on the ground. Noises were coming out, and then I looked. There was a large, bald guy at the bottom, wearing a long coat, and he was eating something. He looked up at me and stared into my eyes and was eating a rat. Then I woke up, or what I thought. I could see the bed. I could see the bedroom, my boyfriend that was sleeping next to me, but I couldn't move, and then I noticed someone was walking into the room, and I still couldn't move. It was the guy from my dream. He walked to the end of the bed and stared at me while he still had a rat's tail coming out of his mouth. Then my boyfriend said I screamed so loud and woke him up. He saw I was sitting on the bed and when he asked if I was okay, I just collapsed and apparently just fell asleep again. I didn't wake up for another minute, even though he was shaking me. It was so scary, like I had felt the presence of something in my room sitting next to me, but this time it was terrifying. So the story happened 10 years ago and hasn't happened since, luckily for her, because that does sound terrifying to actually have, this is what we actually spoke about as well, to actually see the thing you were seeing in the dream almost doesn't sound like sleep paralysis. I can't quite, yeah, I don't really know what to say to that. To actually see what you're seeing in the dream kind of confirms the fact it was actually there. Like anything in the paranormal, it's all unexplained, we're never going to have an answer to it but it is a horrifying phenomena and to anyone who's suffering with sleep paralysis there is uh yeah to anyone suffering with sleep paralysis there is places you can get in contact with the nhs if you're in england or any kind of medical websites has hotlines and and uh, has hotlines along those lines or if you need someone to talk to and get it off your chest You can always message up. You can always message me at that haunted show pretty much everywhere. So that is the end of today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. It was a fun episode to do. Uh, apologies for the sound of my voice. It is hurting. <laughs> like I said, if you want to get in contact with the show, you know the socials by now. We are that haunted show pretty much everywhere you can think of. Luckily, we managed to get that domain name everywhere. Or if you're an emailer, email that haunted show at gmail.com. But we're doing good. It would be great to hear from you all. I love talking to you all. It's definitely one of the highlights of my day and one of the favourite things I've kind of gathered from doing this show. It really is something else. Actually having people to talk to and creating a community. It's really interesting. Also, I really want to do some episodes with people. So that will be the next thing I'm going to be working on. So if you or anyone you know wants to get on the show, get in contact. Yeah, so it'll be great. Hopefully we can arrange that. And as always, stay safe, stay spooky, and good night.